0: Good morning and uh, welcome to all our listeners across the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's time for this week's off-season and uh, certainly cool weather across our western districts and uh, a fair bit of rain as well to report. Uh, Obviously races yesterday at Dolby cancelled as well as Emerald and up there in the far north the uh, Atherton meeting which was transferred from Innisfail, we put the line through that, but still plenty of sport to report on and obviously NRL kicking off uh, next week as I'm joined in the studio by Scott Parkinson, good morning.
1: Good morning, Watson. look at your burgundy jumper, what's a great way for the listeners to keep warm in this cold, cold winter?
0: (laughs) Don't go outside, put the heaters on, Nick Backstrom, good morning. Good morning, how are you going boys? Yeah, good thanks mate and uh, a big show coming up today and uh, one thing that all three of us are doing in different capacities in this studio is the push-up challenge. Now um, sure. it's been quite a large debate over you know, anyone that has social media, their Facebook feeds uh, littered with this mental health challenge with uh, having a shot of egg and a sip of booze and whatever else. This is is a really good mental health challenge for mine. It's it's about being active. It's about interacting as a team, and, and all the funds and a, a huge
2: amount of them going to a great cause. For sure, headspace looking after the uh, mental health of the young people across Australia, and it is a good one because it certainly pushes you. Um, I'm oh, doing the great m- analogy.
1: There.
2: I, well, I'm, I'm doing it individually, so I'm doing all three thousand and forty-six. I hope eventually, and um, that is this may surprise you, but that's way past the number of push-ups I normally do in the twenty-one days. So it's been a real physical challenge, and it lets it. It does. You don't have time to put it off. You don't have time to go. I'll do it later, like you can do yep. with an hour's gym session, whatever. And then you said, "Oh, well, the day's gone. Um, you've <laughs> just yep. got to hit the ground. Well, hit the ground running is the wrong way to do it, but yeah." That's and I'm
1: now is. learning what my mistake has been with the push-up challenge because I have said I'll do it later, and it gets yeah. to about eight thirty at night, and then I'm on the ground doing push-ups. Can I say, Nick? I know this is, uh, you know, not a visual media, but you are looking quite ripped <laughs> at the moment. Um, have you noticed a bit of a growth yeah, in your I have. chest?
2: I have noticed. It. I'm glad someone else does because one of those <laughs> things you, you look in the mirror and go, "Is that a bit more muscle?" and then you go, am I the only one seeing this? I'm, I'm glad someone else. <laughs> you should come into the studio
0: with your shirt off more often, mate. It just shows on everything. Shortly we'll catch up, uh, Nick and I will catch up with Chloe Jeffers cold. from the Push Up yeah. Challenge to uh, hear a little bit about of it. It's in its fourth year and they are gra- uh, raising some great funds.
2: Yeah, as I said, Headspace raising funds for uh, young people across Australia and uh, just great to hear Yeah, you know, she'll tell us, tell, tell us about the history of it and so on.
0: Friend of the show, Jamie Soud, brings a friend today, uh, Scott, <laughs> and uh, we check... A great Grand final preview for Beer Wars as well as uh oh well very close to the season start of this year's NRL. Can I tell two. you
1: if you're not listening to the Sweet and Soud Podcast, there's something wrong. It's a great podcast. And one of the great characters on it, apart from Jamie Soud is the big show. Um, and yeah, he comes on and just gives a bit of an insight into, you know, his career as a baseball player and, and shares their thoughts on the NRL season, which I know we've all got strong opinions on. Yep. But we are less than a week away. How
0: and uh, Nick, then we catch up with young gun Brisbane Lions, Hugh McCluggage, um, who's had a long love of the game and um, a really smart individual.
2: Yeah, quite an extraordinary young fellow. He came to the uh, Brisbane at Lions, they his first senior club, and uh, he won uh, best player of the round in losing games. So if you stand out while your team's getting thumped, you're a good player. And uh, since then, of course, the Lions gone from strength to strength, and he's been an instrumental part of that.
0: Sit back, gather round, this is the off-season heard right across the Resonate Broadcast network. A very good morning to all our listeners in 4SB, Kingaroy, 4VL Charleville, 4 ZR Roma, 4HI, in Emerald up there in Chili Mount Isa on 4LM, 4G C Charters Towers, 4LG in the Hot Country Network back with today's off-season and a very good morning to all our listeners across the Resonate Broadcast Network, 4SB Roy, 4VL in Charleville, 4ZR Roma, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM uh, up there in Manizer. good morning, 4GC Charters Towers, 4LG and the Hot Country Network and uh, time to talk AFL, Nick and uh, players headed back to training uh, earlier this week with their sights set on a June 12 return, a little less arrogant than the approach <laughs> of the AFL, uh, the NRL, sorry it's got <laughs> to be said. But uh, it's going to be great to see football of all codes back on the airwaves
2: Oh for sure And we're very uh, lucky today to be talking to a real uh, Well I want to say up and comer But he's been there for three years and Young doing gun it for real. A Young gun let's call him <laughs> that It's Hugh McLuggage G'day Hugh How are you going? Yeah good thank you Thanks for having me on
0: No thanks for your time mate so It sure would have been great to uh, get back to training earlier this week
3: Yeah yeah it was brilliant We, uh, You definitely miss the camaraderie You've been around the boys And um Training in pairs can get a little bit same old, same old at times, so to get back and be able to train with uh, I think it was eight of the boys this week was, was awesome and we all really enjoyed it.
2: So you're saying you're training uh, in pairs, has that been the program for the last few weeks during the shutdown?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I I was actually back home uh, in Victoria and I just trained with my little brother, so <laughs> we were still out obviously to keep the footy, but you're limited in what you can do with um, only, only two people. Mm. We still found a way though, and Um, You can still get all your fitness in and everything like that, but just to get back and, um, you know, do some larger drills and some more longer kicking was really good.
0: Now, Hugh, obviously, as you said, you went back to Victoria and trained. Did you have to check in on on a couple of daily basis or a few times a week um, with with the coaching staff to make sure that uh, you were going along okay?
3: Yeah, so we fill out a little diary each training day of how I'm feeling um, both mentally and physically, which which we do during the season, and um, we just kept that going while we were away, just so they knew um, how we were how we were feeling. Um, but yeah, you, we we had a lot of pride catch ups, we call them, where we have a few coaches and a few players who all hook up over Zoom or um, over a video call, and we just have a chat really. And I think that's what the club did really well. They kept us all in touch, um, and it's really important for the players, but also the coaches that speaking to people still because that's your life um, and, yeah. and it did get taken away from us for a short period of time and you need to make sure that everyone still feels involved in the club no matter if they're still in Brisbane or they've gone home.
2: Now Hugh, you, you uh, joined the Lions sort of um, when they started you were part of, you've been part of this resurgence in Lions Pride and yeah. uh, must feel a bit tough to have it so interrupted this year after such a fantastic year in uh, 2019.
3: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like we've We've been on the improve every year, and um, I guess our win loss record and our ability to make finals last year would show that. But I think we've also been able to um, be quite resilient through any hiccups we've we've faced or any setbacks. And this is just another one of those. And um, obviously, it's not in not in our control or anyone's mm. control what's happened. But um, we'll just get on with it. And this season will be really exciting. It's different, and we're just going to have to make do. Um, so we're looking forward to it.
0: Talking to Hugh McLuggage from the Brisbane Lions, mate, uh, obviously you said your family's in Victoria and uh, you were drafted to the Lions. Take us back to to where it all began uh, for you and your love of footy.
3: Yeah, Paul, I actually grew up on on a little farm out there, so I played just for a local club down in Allensford, it's called, District League Footy, and yeah, like most kids, just grew up going to watch the seniors and thinking they were they were unbelievable when they played. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of worked my way out, went to the Hampton League um, side, South Warrnambool, where big John O'Brown also played his mm, footy, yep. which was a um, great experience. And, and then, obviously, through the TIC Cup um, when I was 16, 17, 18, which was a brilliant program down in Ballarat, North Ballarat Rebels they are. And, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get picked up after all that, so pretty similar journey to most people I really enjoyed my time just going through all those clubs
2: Now they seem to have a very good program down the uh, AFL of keeping an eye on the country uh, the country uh, clubs and so on. it's obviously a lot easier with the uh, smaller distances involved is that how it's been running for so long?
3: Yeah, yeah, things obviously have changed a little bit but um, they've obviously got really good contacts um, and networks between the TAC clubs um, and and the local clubs that that sort of makes sure that no one goes under the radar or doesn't doesn't get a chance. I think they're really good at. I mean, when you when you get picked in the initial squad, I reckon there's about 50, 40, 50 blokes just from my area in Warrnambool training, getting a chance to show what they can do before they they pick the actual TSC Cup team. Um, and then yeah, obviously the recruiters make their way to those games. And if, even if someone hasn't made it, that's playing local footy, they might head down and watch watch the good leagues play as well. So. There's plenty of opportunity, and they do a great job.
0: Before you headed to the Lions uh, here a few years ago, um, was there a few teams in the mix uh, where you were heading for your professional career, and um, did you have a a preference, or you were just happy to go wherever to play footy?
3: Uh, By the the end of it, you sort of have a rough idea of of where you're going to go, and for me, it was probably always going to be either Essendon or, or Brisbane, um, oh, you pulled the right the rein there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't too fussed, to be honest. I, I was just keen to go anywhere. and Obviously, if I went to Essendon, it would have meant I stayed close to the family, but it was still a three-hour drive from, mm. from Warrnambool, where I lived, to Melbourne, so just another two hours on the plane didn't worry <laughs> me at all. And um, I've absolutely loved my time up here so far and got to move up with some good mates that I played juniors with, so... Yeah, it was a it was a really good night on draft night.
0: There's actually uh, you're saying from Warnable, there's actually a, b- a bucket list uh, event yearly at Warnable this year that was played to no crowds. It's the Warnable three day racing carnival. Have you ever uh, attended that?
3: No, <laughs> oh, I haven't actually. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my dad's a regular. He goes with his mates, and it's a massive event. How He's bloody good's it. the
0: bull? <laughs> yeah.
3: I think uh, I think Brownie flew down in his in his helicopter last year and made the big appearance. So <laughs> I'm not quite at that level, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a good good few days for the town. That's for sure, and the pubs are pumping. And obviously, this year it didn't happen, but I think they've still got plenty of support.
2: Yeah. Now you've got your mate Jared Berry he's been with you since the Ballarat North days is it great to have someone who's been through that same journey or are you thinking how far do I have to move to get away from him?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no no it's, it's awesome I actually live with him so we can't we can't be separated sometimes you you get sick of each other we've lived with each other for about five years but um, that comrade is always good once we get out in the field and Um, We seem to link up a little bit, which is
2: nice.
0: Mm. Hugh McCluggage, uh, thanks very much for your time and uh, insight into how it's uh, been over the past couple of months and uh, certainly wish you all the best in the uh, upcoming 2020 season there at the Brisbane Lions. No worries.
3: Thanks very much.
0: This is the off-season heard across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Back with today's off season and a very good morning to all our listeners across regional Queensland Nick there's been quite a few um, posts on on social media regarding different challenges towards mental health but I and I'm not overly comfortable with those in particular but there's one that we've been participating in now for this is our second year
2: Yeah, some are quite odd, but this one uh, is good, and uh, yeah, as you say, second year, the push-up challenge, I actually did, (laughs) I did 220, it was a combination of push-ups and uh, squats I did yesterday, and as you can see, I'm drinking my tea just by bending over, because I can't pick it up today.
0: And uh, to quote you directly, (laughs) you were shagged. I shagged. (laughs) (laughs) To get a few more details about the push-up challenge, Chloe Jeffers joins us, Uh, good morning Chloe.
4: Uh, boys, an admirable effort by the sounds of things. It's a pleasure to be here to be talking about the push-up challenge, but I also have to congratulate you on your efforts to date.
0: Now, it's, it's funny because uh, last year I was a part of a team that competed doing each the amount of push-ups per day, but this year I feel like I've, I've got the, as Nick calls it, the cheat card where we combine our push-ups to the daily total.
4: Look, it's um, everyone's different. Um, it's whatever ability suits you at this time. So if that's what you need to do to get through it, then by all means we're accepting of anyone and everything. Um, but if you did do it individually last year, what's changed in your life? Uh,
2: <laughs> I hit 40. Also, <laughs> I, okay. I should point out, Walty does go to the gym a lot and <laughs> I don't, so there's a big difference there. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chloe, first of all, tell us a
0: bit about your role at the Push-Up Challenge.
4: Um, well, I have the great fortune of, spreading the word about the push-up challenge and helping uh, drive participation in the challenge originally and making sure we had as many Australians knowing about the challenge. And now it's all about fundraising and making sure that we're raising as much money as possible for Headspace, um, who are getting inundated at the moment uh, through this COVID crisis, uh, the National Youth Mental Health, support services so they are in need of this money uh to keep their support services going and um it's been a pleasure to be involved in this year um i'm not the founder there's an amazing guy called nick hudson who came up with the brainchild push-up challenge four years ago and now it's in its fourth year and it's uh, kicking goals. now
0: 3046 is the number of push-ups either individuals or te- teams do over this time what is the significance of that number
4: So 3,046 is the number of people who died by suicide in 2018 in Australia, which is a staggering number Mm. and it's heartbreaking, Um, but we also wanted to make sure that it it makes it feel real when you put it into a physical challenge of that many push-ups. And the statistics are um, that we're, we're seeing an increase in mental health support needs and Uh, There's no 2018 data yet, and that'll be next year's number, so hopefully we see a decrease in the number there from last year to um, the next one, but uh, it's really important to uh, make it feel real for people.
2: And uh, for those who haven't done the challenge, uh, every day is a different amount of uh, push-ups or a combination of uh, exercises, and each one of those represents a different statistic. Uh, For example, the 220 yesterday, what did that represent in particular? Well...
4: Well, each and every day, um, it might be something around a uh, a stat on insomnia. It could be something as simple as the percentage of people in a community that are affected by mental health. We had um, some numbers saying that Indigenous people are more likely to have mental health issues in Australia, so we represented that in a, a number. Um, some days, it might be the number of minutes that you exercise. Every day is different, so that people um, are educated through the push-up challenge as well as also being tested so it's not a cut and dry 145 each day as some people think uh it's, it's about doing something meaningful and educating at the
0: same time and uh, we're talking from chloe jeff jeff's from the jeff is from the push-up challenge now chloe it's it's fair to say 2020 has been a um a tough year all around and adversity has come to the fore and mental health is really really important at this point in time and, and getting active is one way to to address your mental health
4: Absolutely, look there is science backed behind this that you know getting up and getting active does help you the endorphins that we know that come from exercising. I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination but I know I feel really good after I get up and move and uh, if we can encourage people to move but it also helps people like you know it's something to do either um, on your own and do a personal achievement or in a group of friends you know we've been divided physically in the last few months but Teams have come together. We've got over twenty thousand teams who are taking part in the challenge, and a lazy hundred and thirty thousand Australians are taking part. So there is a lot of people around Australia who are feeling the burn of the push up but they're also getting the great benefit of the um, endorsements that follow.
2: Speaking personally, one thing I enjoy because of the sheer number of it, I don't have time to think to put it off. You know, procrastinate. (laughs) Do I do that later? Because it's such a huge number, I've got to get start doing them early to get them all done. And another side effect I've noticed is um, I keep my floors a lot cleaner because I'm a lot more aware of how dirty they are doing
4: push-ups all day. (laughs) I reckon the sale of vacuum cleaners is going to go up in this time. I felt the same. Look, I'm part of a team, but my husband's doing them all individually as well, and he very quickly told me that we need to vacuum the floors, so I (laughs) sent him off to the laundry to get it himself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously uh, registrations for 2020 have closed, and it's all about the donations now. Tell us a bit about uh, how people can donate, and what the money goes towards?
4: Well, uh, you can go to the website, so you just search the Push-Up Challenge on your Google machine, or you can go to www.thepushupchallenge.com.au and uh, you can support either the cause directly or if you know someone that's taking part, ask them for their personal link and you can uh, register and you can donate through there. And the money all goes to Headspace. So um, we're really passionate about raising funds for Headspace who are in need at the moment and um, it's great. This is a big cause for them and this helps make sure that they've got the support services they need. And, you know, we thought this year that... um, with the bushfires and all the things that have happened and the job losses that perhaps we wouldn't see people being as generous, but we have been absolutely blown away we're over three million dollars raised wow. um for the challenge so it's, it's just incredible the generosity of australians So everyone it's the aussie battlers was doing it tough <laughs> at the moment but people are still digging deep and they're rewarding people for doing the challenge so um even if it's five bucks or ten bucks but uh, you know we'd love to take your money from you and give it to headspace
0: chloe jeffers from the push-up challenge thanks very much for your time this morning
4: No worries, and good luck with the last few days, guys. It's going to be a tough vlog, and I'm pretty sure that your arms might feel like they're going to fall off. You can get there.
0: This is the off-season. Back with the off-season, and a very good morning to wherever you're listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network as Scott rejoins me in the studio and he's looking at his clock. It's getting closer, mate, The start to the NRL season.
1: Oh, it's exciting times, isn't it? And good morning, everyone. Um, Yeah, the anticipation is building and well, I can't wait to talk about things on the field as opposed
0: to off of them. And uh, joining us, NRL legend uh, Jamie Soud, and he's brought a, uh, brought a friend today. How are you, mate?
5: Yeah, I'm good, boys. Uh, it's only about four sleeps, uh, thirty four 30 hours, uh, 254 seconds, It's, (laughs) it's, uh, it's pretty close to the NRL and the anticipation and excitement is like uh, your first date. You're not sure how it's going to end, but you know it's going to be bloody good either way.
0: <laughs> I've had a couple of shockers, though. <laughs> well,
5: I, look, I was probably keeping it a little bit G-rated, but date, if you know what I mean. Hey, boys, uh, look, it's, our relationship's grown from strength to strength, as you know. The regular listeners up there, the six listeners, they'll know that I come on here, have a little bit of banter, I have a little bit of a laugh, I take the piss out of myself. But there's one guy uh, that's, He's come to into a little bit of stardom on the Sweet and Sour podcast, and look, I pulled some string, boys. I've got him here. I've got the big show with oh. me.
0: <laughs> big show. Hey, uh,
5: boys. How you doing?
0: Yeah, mate. Uh, finally great to put a voice to the name.
6: Yeah, I'll tell you what. After you guys spoke to Sally last Sunday, I'll tell you what... My followers on Instagram have just gone through the roof.
1: <laughs> Big Show, just the uh, the insights that you showed. Um, I was just fascinated about the baseball career. Can you just give us a bit of a, a snapshot into the um, the life of you as a professional baseballer?
6: Yeah, I started playing baseball when I was five um, down in Conella Sharks territory. And um, none of my family played It just and just pretty much went through the ranks of, you know, playing New South Wales, Australia and um a scout saw me play up in Queensland and um, gave my mum and dad a card and said um, we want to, you know, want to offer him some money. And I had three offers on the table: I had the New York Mets, the Blue Jays, and the Minnesota Twins. And um, my childhood team was actually the Blue Jays in 1993, 1994, when Joe Carter was playing. And yep you know, I was so excited to, you know, have the Blue Jays and they gave me the best offer and, um, yeah, signed a seven-year deal when I was 17 and flew over there in
1: 2001. And Big Show, like myself, I mean, I know Jamie Soud and Andrew Watts, they got all the limelight and, and without without guys like ourselves, the, the show wouldn't exist. Now, how much uh, research goes into you? Because your insights on Michael Jordan were absolutely fascinating. You had a career with the Charlotte Hornets at one stage. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's bit of a piss taker as you all know but I, I do I do love documentaries but you know obviously when Jordan did go play you know baseball it was a bit of a talking point over there just like every other athlete that tries and you know like Jared Hayne and Israel Folau to try and other sports it's, But in saying that Jordan actually it was actually a blessing in disguise for him when you know it was a time off for him to go over there and have a bit of a break from your situation with his dad, and then, you know, he, he played double-A. Yeah, what we
5: do, boys, see, i put him on mute. Uh, he's <laughs> yeah.
1: he's taken too much there's long. Lot, one, off you, Jamie?
5: Boys, there's only one basketball to go around, and you've seen the last dance, all right? Jordan needs the ball. <laughs> I need the ball here. It's Sunday morning. We're five days out from NRL action. <laughs> No-one wants to hear about the Big show's Glory Days playing for Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Before we go and ask you the big hitting questions uh, for the upcoming NRL season, take two, uh it's a dollar ninety each of two bloke in a bar and uh, Corona. Um, they lock horns in what is one of the great grand finals of all time. Uh, where's your money lie, Jamie?
5: Well, oh boys, I was on bloke in a bar at the start. Um, Denon Kemp, I played with Denon. I roomed with him in Vegas, which is a whole another uh, long lunch that we need to get together and explain. Uh, that was some really weird times getting to know Denon then uh, over in Vegas, but. Uh, The the, the match-up this week, boys, is the Big Show's been on Corona from the start. So we are literally head-to-head with the countdown less than 48 hours away to announce the first ever Sweet and Sour Beer Wars. And Big Show, you picked Corona from the start. The virus has not stopped you. You've been solid all the way through
6: I do like a Corona, but the only reason I did go for it was because of COVID-19. <laughs> that was the only reason. Topical. <laughs> there was no reason why, but I just and, wanted And he's back to being the big show, boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and is it with, with a lime or lemon, great man?
6: Um, well, I'd, I'd prefer a lime, but the other night I only had a uh, nothing in it. So, you know, the boys would jamming me up saying it gets the flies away here and there, but, you know... <laughs> There's nothing better than a bucket of Coronas on a Sunday afternoon at
1: the bar is there no certainly not exactly right now we've got um we have talked about the seconds the minutes the hours until NRL season I guess this will go to air we're on Sunday so I mean we're going to be just before the next round of the, the first round I guess the first round again some big predictions now before we go into the predictions some big news on Thursday was Andrew McCulloch signing with the Newcastle Knights Jamie is that going to have much of a factor on their season he's a pretty pretty professional bloke old McCulloch
5: yeah, I think it's a great signing by Newcastle. They lose Jaden Braley for the year, and what you get in McCulloch is an experienced guy uh, that's service out of dummy half. That was the big thing. I did an interview with Mitchell Pearce and uh, Steve Blocker-Roach a couple of weeks ago for New South Wales Rugby League, and he spoke about the service from dummy half, about knowing what you're going to get, uh, knowing when to get the ball, knowing when to go the other way. and. McCulloch's experienced enough. I was surprised the Broncos let him go, mm. to be honest. But uh, I'm sure you'll ask me about that in a minute with the rotation policy. But um, I think it's a really good signing for Newcastle. Two and O, boys. Yeah, I was talking to the Big Show uh, before we came on, and you think two and and0 in a shortened season, it's a it's a bloody leg up. So it's nearly five Newcastle, and and0 any other time, isn't it? Yeah, that well, probably. It's like your first month. You want to be consistent. If you go three and one, you're in a really good spot. Still yep. we know, it's going to take some time for players to get their legs back underneath them. It's a real head start, and I think McCulloch's a real astute signing.
0: Yeah, good signing, and uh, the people of Western Queensland, it's it's the people's team out here, isn't it, obviously getting behind local boy Kurt Mann. That's it. Um, so,
1: Jamie, let's go with some predictions. So, you know, at the moment, we've got a few undefeated sides. Who's your prediction to win the Premiership this year?
5: Um, Well, I think, look, I spoke to the boys on on the podcast the other night, and I think the teams... Have been, I've got a real feeling that the teams with strong culture are going to really make a run at this comp.
1: Titans and the so
5: <laughs> If Well, yeah, I'm not sure about the Tigers, but um, if you look at like the Roosters' storm, they've been under adversity before. They know how to win those tight games. They may just hit the ground running and, and catch teams off guard, and then all of a sudden it's too late. Um, I'm really worried about Penrith losing Cleary for the first two games. I think that, you know, that potentially derails their season and another excuse for them. But one team I absolutely love is Manly. I love the way they play. I'm a big believer that if if we relate everything back to the last dance, which we do, um, you think about Jordan was the best. Scotty Pippen, for for a stage in time, was probably the second-best player in the competition. They've got DCE, who's the best halfback. They've got Tom Trubojevic, who's one of the best fullbacks. Jake's one of the best forwards in the competition. They've got a heap of role players that can go out there and play their footy without the pressure knowing that if they do their job, they're going to get, they've got the best players to get the job done. So their style of play last year could have really troubled the Roosters in, the, in a grand final. I really like Manly.
0: Mate, if the punters out here in the West are looking for a diamond in the rough, a bit of a bolter, uh, who, who do you think can uh, cause a bit of a surprise come finals time?
6: Boys, I think I might step in. Um, I reckon the Titans. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> mute, There's that research mute, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and,
5: and we put him on mute. Uh, we put, it's the big... No, look, uh, the, the Titans... Uh, just quickly on the Titans, I, I worry for them because it, they never ever seem to be developing. Like They never ever seem to be getting their culture and all that kind of stuff going forward. So I worry about them. But a diamond in the rough for me, I, I think if you're looking... If you're looking for value, um look, if Penrith can get it right, they're going to be okay, but it it's going to be hard. I think South Sydney big yep. show. I think South Sydney under Wayne Bennett can can be can really rattle some cages and you think about Latrell getting fit, he would have been, he, he won't look fit early on, but I think he might be a little bit of a dime in the rough. Who do you seriously think because I know you seriously don't think the Titans. <laughs> on a
6: serious note, the Raiders. Yeah. I think Jeff Hodgson in... <laughs> I
5: mean...
4: <laughs> that, oh, that was, was his chance. <laughs>
5: Jeff Hodgson. I meant to say... The, like...
2: old, the old Parramatta halfback. No, Central-West Queensland were
1: eating out of the palm of your hands, mate, then you just said Jeff Hodgson. <laughs> All right. Really,
5: that's, the, three, the three listeners these boys have got to switch off because I think <laughs> Jeff Robson's come back to play for the Raiders. Sorry, Hodgson. With the one
6: referee, I think he's going to carve the middle of the ruck up. I think... The Raiders, have had, they're 2-0, and they're going to be raring to go, obviously off the back of last year's mm. loss. I think Ricky Stewart's just going to get them fired up. And I think, you know, 18 rounds, so I think they're going to be... And they're going, are they playing at home?
5: Well, they, they, I think they will for some games. But the, the thing about the Raiders is, you know, when you, when you lose... Oh, well, I, didn't, I didn't lose the grand final, but when you have a failure, boys, I think that the, the one thing you've got to be careful of is that you don't spend all your energy trying to get back to that moment so quickly. Yeah, they need to pace themselves. They need to play with that intensity. Their attack needs to grow. I'll be interested to see how Whiten and Williams go against quality opposition. Don't forget, you're looking at easy draws. Raiders played the Warriors and Titans in the first two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but they got Bateman back. And Bateman was a, you know...
1: What's Bateman's it, first name? Oh, uh, John. Yeah. Hey. Lucky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I it's gave good.
5: You that oh, bullshit. Hey, this is their show. We just did it. We're just we just doing a cameo. So yeah, but they've just gained 10,000 listeners from today. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. He kept, hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, I said last week, he's the number 1 salesman in Australia for SodaStream. He is the number one salesman for sweetens Out podcast. He can sell anything. So don't be surprised if your listeners go up to about 10 or 15 next week,
1: boys. <laughs> so here's the next one. One of the big things, one of the hot competitions in Longreach is the Bubbler Bowl, which is our NRL fantasy competition. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, um, Todd Carney is endorsing this, by the way. Right, um, now, mate, if story. I was running a fantasy football team in the NRL, who's the one player I have to have in my side? Um, it
5: goes on value. Um, so, But, look, Jason Tamalolo, you know, yeah. Jake Treboy, it's, that's where your bread's going to be buttered uh, throughout the year. It, it's funny, fantasy, because when it first came in, you know, no one really understood it. Now it's such a money-making machine and everyone takes it so serious that you walk down to get your bread and milk and someone's like, oh, you didn't kick that goal in the week and well, you cost me five that, points. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> look, I think you, you want to be concentrating, spending the bulk of your money in the forwards and then looking for some Cheap outside backs because squads are going to rotate pretty quickly this year. I, 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 Big Shay's tapping me here. He wants he wants in on the fantasy. Keep in mind,
0: boys, this could be anything.
1: His fantasy or fantasy advice,
0: mate. I've got two. I've got two live tickets here for the least wins of the season. I've got one with the Dragons and one with the Tigers. How am I looking?
5: Uh, Dragons, I think, might be a good better ticket than the Tigers
0: yep
5: I uh, look I, I, we I think we've spoken about it before but I'm a bit you play your players in their best position I don't yeah. understand how a Queensland hooker in Ben hunt is playing halfback for the dragons yeah and then you know last year Corey Norman plays five8 for the Queensland and the next week he's playing fullback for the dragons they they need to get their house in order and start you know playing people in positions and coming out and, and winning games because the dragons won't stand for if he loses his first two games, Mary McGregor, he could be gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. Now, uh, Big Show, I know you're still there. Mate, what's the best way to get in touch with the Sweet and Sour podcast or Soda This'll stream in general?
5: This will be good. <laughs> what, are our, what, are our, what are our social media tags? Go on. Um, at Sourwell Official. Oh, well played. On
6: Twitter, yeah. On Twitter and uh, at Sweet and Sour. On Instagram. On Instagram. That's not
5: how we usually sign out.
6: But how good SodaStream? i to <laughs> give shout out to my boss. He's actually, when you did that interview last week with Sowie, I actually, I send that everywhere. Absolutely everywhere.
1: Is that your entrance music as you walk into it. the workplace?
6: Yeah. And I said to the boys, I said, they want me on the show. And I'm on. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'm going to give a shout out to my crew at SodaStream. Absolutely love them. They're a great team. We're killing it at the moment. Uh, I might have to send you boys some uh, a soda stream machine and put in your, uh, you know, your
5: office there. I'll tell you what, boys, hmm. you flick through uh, with your tech, you flick through your address. I'll get this uh, Big Show to send up two soda streams for you guys. Oh, that's machines, And he'll uh, put in another two just because you guys are great, just to give away
0: maybe to your top tipper. uh oh, my great man. Yeah, a lot, of of good. A lot of legend. Jamie yeah, out and the Big Show, thanks for your time this morning, and we'll catch up again next week. Too easy, boys. Thanks for having us. We'll see you next week. This thanks, it, boys. This is the off season, and that's about the off season done and dusted for this Sunday, the twenty fourth of May, twenty twenty. A big thanks to today's contributors, including Chloe Jeffers from the Push Up Challenge. Jump online and uh, donate to this great cause, which supports Headspace. Jamie Soud and the Big Show, and Hugh McCluggage from the Brisbane Lions. It's time for this week's poll of the week. Rate of origin with Scott Parkinson.
1: Comments on rate of origin, it's heating up, and last week I did New South Wales grubs. So it's only fair, because we've got a New South Welshman on our panel in Watsi, so we've got to look at Queensland grubs. So I threw up two names, I said Billy Slater and Justin Hodges. <coughs> Boys, your thoughts?
0: Well, hang on, first of all, 190 odd votes this time, and great, jump online, like and subscribe to our page. A couple of
2: uh, comments, though, well, I was going
1: to save the bagging for the end. Save but, the bargaining uh, the end. I save it save to yeah, the end, then. I will.
2: Nick, take it. A bit well, caught up at the moment. Again, as you know, my knowledge of rugby league is unparalleled. So um, I, I had a thought about it, and I think um, Justin Hodges and Slater were both great players, but I think Slater is was the more successful, better player. Mm. And there's nothing more frustrating. I know as a Union uh, fan watching um, the All Blacks. Do a bit dodgy to grab a penalty and so on mm. is doubly frustrating because they're so good. Yeah, you know they could they could win uh, without all that. Mm. So for the, on that purpose, I'm going to say Slater being the better player. It's more annoying when he does it because of that reason.
0: Yeah, look, I'm going to exercise And this is an interesting way to look at this. And being a New South Wales fan, I'm, I'm assuming you expect <laughs> me to tear both players apart. But both of those players were part of a side that will go down in rugby league history as one of the great. Queensland sides, um, they both play for Australia, and and I don't think of them either of them as uh, grubby oh. players. And I'm going to exercise my right not to vote. Oh, oh. Because you do have I, one. You don't I, have one. I, I had to choose the other oh, day. Oh, well, I'm exercising <laughs> my right not to vote because. Um, Although they may have questionable ethics at times, <laughs> and similarly with, with Cameron Smith, I mean, Cameron Smith's are great at bending the rules, and, and the whole Melbourne Storm team are, for that matter, the tale of two books. But I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't think of either of them as grubs. So Can I'm I not- say,
2: just pursuant to that, when uh, Cameron Smith retired from origin... Uh the, the highlight package they put together on the Origin <laughs> coverage was hilarious. <laughs> it was one high tackle after another, and yeah, you know, I can't help thinking there's an there's a there's an agenda here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what, see, let's pretend there's a third option. Who is your? Because I mean, everyone like when I
1: think of New South Wales, I can name you. We had Paul, Gale, yeah, yeah, Nick, Guinness, and us. They jump at his grub. So, well, Wally, from Lewis. your perspective. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so he would be your Queensland's biggest grub.
0: Well, I just didn't like him, so uh, we can call him a grub. We can call him what you like, but I probably think more along the lines of someone like Cameron Smith, but we've discussed this, Scott, at length off air, and Cameron Smith is a master of playing within the rules, and mm. and, and that probably makes him more cunning than grubby. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a good point. You'll, and we had a lot of, you know, you said 190 votes. So that's outstanding. Justin Hodges actually won the vote with 79%. Wow. We had a few comments. BJ Lenton didn't want to vote out of respect, said neither are grubs. We put the smiling emoji in there, so I think he was, you know, taking a bit of a mickey. But we, the one I want to focus on is Peter Lynch. Now, we don't know who Peter Lynch is, and thank you for following our page. But Peter, if you're going to comment on the stupid poll, (laughs) spell poll right, mate. A poll that you vote on is P-O-L-L. The other poll, I don't know what you want to do. P O L E. So, Peter Lynch, (laughs) keep your comments to yourself. Um, But the biggest grub, of course, is Billy Slater. Now, the reason why is because Justin Hodges claimed he was like Mick Anderson, made no apologies for being a grub. And he did it all the time. Billy Slater was the type of guy that had so many dodgy tactics. Now, as a Queenslander, you could, you know, people said, oh, you know, he's our Queenslander. But he, he did dirty things. If you yeah. take off your lens, he used to lead him with his boots when he slid in to defend yeah, the goal line. That. He used to take the high ball and kick his foot out. There were so many grubby tactics that Billy Slater did, and he used to claim the innocence and nothing annoyed me more. I remember, People say I look like Billy Slater, just <laughs> out of curiosity. It's funny you Next say week's poll. Dri- driving, <laughs> driving with a knee. I
0: remember um, playing, Not sure off. Playing, um, <laughs> playing junior Aussie rules in Ballina and um, went up for the, the, the bounce. And uh, Bobby Cooper on the side he said, whatever you do, he said, when you go for the bounce, you've got to drive through with your knee. <laughs> and um, so the bounce went up. Watts wins the uh, the tip off and uh, runs away and turns around. And here was a, a young 12-year-old girl laid out on the deck. Oh. <laughs> The thing
1: you didn't say, you were 23 at the time.
0: <laughs> so I do apologise to the, my rucking competitor, but uh, I was only doing this I'm told. It's been the off-season heard across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Scott, as always, it's been a pleasure. Oh, always fun with you guys in the studio. And Nick uh, will do it all again from Monday on 4LG. Sure will. Have a great week.